story. Let's break down this this meme we've been seeing around this uh, this skateboarder meme. <laughs> I think you are more interested in it than I am. I'm interested in how much it traveled, as like like how big it meme. got. Yeah, like what was interesting to me was that it traveled so quickly and it like became kind of ubiquitous for a while, mm-hmm. even under COVID, which it felt like. Like, it felt like a piece of, like a normal piece of internet happenstance or whatever. Yeah. But I guess because, like, I, I don't know. Like, there is this kind of, like, uh, things happen in real life kind of memes kind of shit, you know? Like, they make, because memes are about capturing a moment. Mm-hmm. And this was about, like, a specific moment that traveled so far. And I guess because of COVID, I had, like, this warp sense where I was just like, oh, things aren't normal anymore. But that one oddly made me feel like it was, like, things back to, normal. like, normal. Yeah. And, mm. like, you know, this dude, 420 dog face or whatever. Uh, <laughs> he's this guy, like, skateboarding and drinking cranberry juice. You've probably seen the video. But it's, like, traveled and, like, has many faces. But it's kind of, like, I don't even know how to describe it now. <laughs> I, I I think I think what's interesting is that people are inspired by it. Yeah. You know, like there's something like a like an uplifting quality to it. Yeah. That like people are like clinging on to and that's what that is part of its appeal. Mm-hmm. That is just like this carefreeness, this like in the face of all of this. And I think it can only work right now. Cuz mm. like there's like a sense of like Everybody feels a sense of hopelessness. Mm-hmm. And, like, the fact that he was so carefree in the video, just, like, living his life, I think is, a is like, a comfort to people. Mm. I see that. But it also, like, became, like, it entered, like, basic meme territory. Because, yeah. like, it got like so like big a- that, like, meme. yeah, but it's... But I also feel like what I saw in all the re- recreations, and maybe I'm just like a sour old man on the internet, but I feel like none of them captured the same magic, mm-hmm. which obviously is like a meme is, as we've mentioned, is just like this moment in time. It's like lightning in a bottle. Yeah. P- but people think that it's a template. Yeah. People think that it. what makes it a meme is that it's reproducible. Yeah. Like, I th- I think that's my face th- when, or, like, you know, yeah, stuff like that. I think people like to think of it as, like, this template, but really but it's, like, memes, a specific yeah. moment. Not, like, take the template of, like, guy, the oddity of guy drinking juice on a skateboard at dusk or at dawn. Yeah. It's not a template. Apply They're using like it as a template. Whatever, you know... <laughs> Is like in the zeitgeist, like Halloween or fucking, or like TikTok, you know, like yeah. But I mean, I, I guess that's also the nature of TikTok. So maybe we sound like boomers right now <laughs> because a big part of TikTok is recreating things as like either duos or whatever the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. So I mean, maybe I just sound like a sour man, but I feel like none of them really capture the same like essence, like the magic. Yeah, the magic is gone. It's like a soulless reproduction. Yeah. Anyway, so today. <laughs> 
Welcome back to Pilot Boys. My name is Caesar, and I'm with my co-host Karen. Hello. Today we are doing the new Ridley Scott HBO show, Raised by Wolves. It's a very strange show. Sci-fi. Right? Yeah. There's a lot to talk about, but I also feel like... So right out the gate. I don't have anything to say about it. So right out the gate. It's like a android biblical story mm-hmm. very which like, is ironic because if like if you watch the first episode it's very much like the main characters or like the the people we focus on the most are atheists like well, they, which i think is pretty interesting because yeah. it's using atheism as a religion yeah or atheism like ideology mm-hmm. the ideology of atheism as like a because even how she talks about it, it's yeah. like there are commandments to atheism. It's, I mean, it's more that she, like, she values pragmatism, obviously, because she's an android. Like, I mean, if we were to think about what the religion of an android would be, of course it'd be atheism, right? Yeah. Like, all right, let's back up. So, Raised so what's by the Wolves show about? is this show about these two androids who land on this planet, and they're given the task to, like, basically produce... Uh, basically, there was like human embryos that they were supposed to like, whatever, hatch, incubate, incubate, make, whatever. Come, yeah, which is which was weird, by the way. It was like little capsule babies. Yeah, she just like lays down. They plug her in, and then she like farts out. Babies it reminded me into, of like, um, Purell, right? <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me of like how they described baby making, I guess, in uh, Brave New World. Mm. Like, people were decanted. Is that orgy-porgy? Yeah, that's the orgy-porgy one. Where people didn't have sex. I mean, didn't have sex for reproduction. Everybody was made through, like, a like a factory. Yeah. And, like, they like were, some, like, poured out. Yeah. It was very mechanical. Like, there's no, like, mother, It reminded father, me of, bond. like, Matrix. Except, you know, they're not, like, adults. But that, like, jello. Like, the goop that's around them. Is it sponsored by Gwyneth Paltrow? I think so. So they finally, they make, they, whatever, microwave the babies inside of the android body. And <laughs> well, then, it takes the full nine months, though. Like, it's a full nine months of, like... Yeah, but, like, okay, so, like, they get to this planet, they kind of, like, inhabit, and they set up, and then they have these kids, and then little by little, because of the conditions of where they're living, they start to die. Mm-hmm. And then, like, towards the end, we run, they start to present the idea of, like, christianity versus like atheism as like a real war it seems like like i, I don't know that's that's the sense that i got um and then there this other group who are very christian i guess right or they're from i mean they never say christian they never say christianity but it is like a faith it's a yeah sort. it's a faith-based they religion. basically are all religions yeah because like since the kids were dying they sent out the signal to people to help the father because there's father and mother, which is very like Adam and Eve. But as time goes on, one of the androids starts to like deteriorate and kind of go crazy, which is mother. But by that point, they get the the like faith people get there, and then they have like conflict. And they're like dressed up as knights. Yeah, hilarious. Like, which is like costumes are so. Well, I th- I think it's interesting. Like I-, I guess just from like reading the description, I started to think about like the how crusades. like. Well, yes, crusades, but more specifically, like, I guess this is basic, but, like, the cyclical nature of history where, like, Mm. people start to, like, the way that faith becomes a viable option for 
kind of these like primordial beings and i like it's it's something i I feel like it said a lot about how much humans love to depend on the idea of like faith i guess Mm -hmm. uh because we see as like the kids who are microwaved out of the, the android each of them start to die but like we start to see this like budding belief in faith or yeah. supernatural or whatever it is i mean i think what the what it's asking at least in the first episode is like can humans thrive without religion no i mean yeah for sure that's what it's getting at but i also think that like the interesting thing that starts to come up is this idea of like nature versus nurture in terms of like faith and i think the show is arguing that like humans by nature like to believe in things such as faith because it's a coping mechanism but it's also like a way to explain things like hardship mm-hmm. so we do that's not feel alone juxtapose by the or that's like countered by the idea that they're raised quote-unquote like nurture to be like heart staunch atheists but they end up still like finding a way it's almost like Faith is like a yeah, it's like faith is like a parasite. Like it, mm-hmm. it thrives in bad situations. Like whether or not you want it, there same same way that like maggots just form from rot. Mm. It's like almost or at least like that's a, like definitely the, the android perspective of it, or like the atheist perspective of it. What of like religion? No, I mean I like I mean, uh, saying like leech and parasite is like a very negative connotation. Well, okay, yeah, I I just meant it in that like it finds a way to survive or it finds a way it finds its pesky way to survive (laughs) (laughs) it's a little scraggly no 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 i mean like it just it's very i don't know like it's is it like a self-fulfilling prophecy like in this if we're thinking about and i I think now now that we've watched the first episode i'm thinking of the show as mostly like the ends of the earth kind of thing and we've reverted back to kind of base ideas of like Mm -hmm. religion no religion and even in like an environment where faith was not introduced like by the way they were raised faith was not introduced they still find a way Mm -hmm. to find faith which also highlights the difference between like androids who find it much easier to not believe in faith versus like humans who have to rely on emotions and like you know, making it up in your head to but, like explain like, hardship. But can it be argued that the androids had the capacity to understand and like deal with faith, people mm-hmm. that believe in things? But because, like, for example, the father, the father sees him praying. He knows that that the last son champion. He knows that the son that he prays, but. His reaction isn't like stop praying. It's don't let your mother find out because yeah. like she's she's a fanatic with yeah. atheism. So I think like it could be argued that androids can understand faith. It's just that because mother was malfunctioning and she was such a like atheistic fanatic, I guess, mm-hmm. that she like completely like disregards religion and does not want anything well, to do with it. Okay. I think that's an interesting observation. I think that they have the capacity for emotions, for sure. 
mm-hmm. both of like uh, mother and father. But I feel because we start to see how emotionally disrupt disrupted or like how volatile the mom becomes, mm-hmm. um, and it's almost like protecting. Well, I don't know because at first when I when, when you first started to watch it or when you're first watching it. I wanted to believe that she was, like, a nurturing mother. Mm-hmm. But I think in the end, she's not. Like, based on the first episode, you you would... You can kind of piece together that maybe she's not a nurturing mother. She's just, like... Like, I don't think she really cared about those kids. Mm-hmm. Versus, I feel like the dad or, or father kind of did, or at least enough to understand that faith was important to them. Mm-hmm. So, hold on. So... What I'm saying is that the mom, I don't think she had the capacity to understand the use for religion. Like, they don't need it. They don't need something. Not even. I'm, I'm saying religion, but faith. Let's just stick to faith. They have no use for faith because faith, in the way it's presented in the show, is a survival tactic. It's like a way to keep hope and like to understand the unknown. But androids don't have that concept. At least, we don't see it overtly, mm-hmm. which is what I got. So I don't think she necessarily does even understand the benefits of something like religion to somebody. It's, she just like sees it as weakness. I mean, I think she sees it as faith. a threat. I think she sees faith as a threat. Yeah. To because if her like primary directive is. To repopulate. repopulate, but raise children, mm-hmm. be a mother, and she knows that where they came from, faith mm-hmm. brought on destruction. Then I think she she thinks of it as a as a. Well, we don't know that yet. We assume that it's like that's what brought destruction. We just know that there was like an event. We don't know yeah. that it was like religion caused the end of the earth, kind of thing. Yeah, but I mean, there's enough to suggest that there was a lot of conflict between androids and the organized religion. That but I don't think that it was androids. I think it was atheists, right? She provides some exposition. Yeah. She's like, the atheists thought that we could repopulate Earth with androids. She presented it as like, androids having kids is not a good thing? or Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's like, like it a- was like not... It was uh, like it went against like, taboo, like religion, right? yeah, yeah, like yeah. religious beliefs. Yeah, that androids could. But what I'm raise saying children. is like why I don't, as the audience, I don't trust her. I don't think that she tells you the truth. Like the thing you you start to see that the things that she was telling the kids was very much like cautionary tales to keep them from doing, like mm-hmm. the snake thing, mm-hmm. or like. So I don't necessarily believe that she's telling the truth. Like I don't, I don't have anything to. Well, that's what I'm saying. That I, I, I don't know if she's telling the truth or not. But to her, I think she looks at religion, faith, as a threat to her directive. Yeah. Which is to raise her children. Yeah. And I think this is where we start to get into more of like the Ridley Scott territory. Because this reminded me a lot of Prometheus. Which is basically like rogue android decides he's going to do whatever the fuck he wants. Mm-hmm. And this is also kind of like very similar, except like also like white blood thing. That's that's a thing that I feel like I saw a lot in Prometheus. Oh, is it like a connected universe? I don't know. I, <laughs> I have no idea if it's con- no. I don't think so. But well, Ridley Scott is kind of like 
the king of like of, of sci-fi like he's he's done all the greats like not all the greats but a lot of like things that are considered great in the sci-fi world like mm-hmm. blade runner aliens whatever so he's very familiar with this so this felt like his territory and you can see it in the way that it looks something about like the desaturated colors and mm-hmm. like the kind of like very monochrome or monotone kind of colors and like mm-hmm. like a faded color palette but also like it didn't feel i say p- like primordial because it didn't feel like familiar like it felt sci-fi you know like it felt like these group of androids in space doing this so it felt like it, something about it made it feel i don't know i can't explain it like it mm. didn't feel natural it didn't, it didn't it didn't feel off to you like the setting like, like the entire thing flat but also like lifeless I don't know. Is it supposed to be like a parable? Like, is it supposed to be? I mean, be yeah, like- that's what it felt like to me. Like, it felt like it's like a. This is a parable story. I mean, I also think, based on. I mean, I haven't watched many Ridley Scott yeah. movies. I've mm-hmm. seen a few, I think. But he's like, I think he's interested in the idea of like, what defines a human? What makes yeah, humans like what makes, human? What's human experience? Yeah, and I think religion is a big part of the human experience. But yeah. and this felt like. It, it felt, felt like Genesis. It felt like the story of Genesis. Yeah, so I think that's why I described it as, like, primordial, where, like, things felt like they were kind of in, like, the twilight or, like, in flux or, like, things weren't set yet. Like, mm-hmm. where the land that you're seeing or, like, the story that you're seeing isn't fixed yet. There's kind of nothing and it's going to become something. Yeah. And something about that reminded me of, like, that scene in 2001, even though I haven't seen the movie, where, like, the the apes were like throwing the bone or like there's just something about the way that it was shot that it made it feel almost like this experiment in a way where like it didn't feel because like like we're a terrarium taking, like, s- yeah like, like it looks like a terrarium something about it but it, it's also like we, we, we think about like the different portrayals of like space and space travel in this way if it it also feels separate from that like it doesn't have kind of the the isolation of something like the Martian or like the kind of like wide settings of like Interstellar, but it, it felt like there was a budding, I don't know, like humanity, civilization. Mm-hmm. It felt like like it felt very biblical, but not at the same time. Which mm-hmm. is which is why I think I'm having trouble describing it. Did it also feel like a play, maybe? I think so. I, and Oh, you know what else it reminded me of? The way that they shot the settings. It reminded me of, like, There Will Be Blood in the first scene where, mm. like, he's, like, digging the hole for the first time and he feels a, he feels very alone. Um, And they kind of felt like that, too. They felt mm. alone even though they, like, they didn't feel like a family to me. They yeah. felt like they were on this land that didn't belong to them. And they were just trying to, like, make a go of it or whatever. Yeah. The actress that played uh, Mother was fucking... She's pretty good. That shit was crazy, though. Yeah, like her powers. I mean, I think like, like the... what are her powers? The what manifestation that- and like the character design of the androids and like what they can do. That is what reminds me the most of like anime. Yeah. Like it just feels like it's an anime. So say, say like, more on the anime thing. 
it just it also feels like if like Ridley Scott is obsessed with the idea of, like being human and like mm-hmm. putting humans in like otherworldly situations in connection to like space and time mm-hmm. travel or whatever it is. Yeah. Um I think anime is also kind of obsessed with that too. Yeah. And we see it like with Trigun. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's very similar actually. Like, you know, if civilization the end of civilization well, starts the end of Trigun. Yeah. I agree with you that it felt like Trigun and this, like, biblical, yet, like, something about family. Like, an or- like origins of things, yeah, you know? Yeah, it's more like a, like a space origin, like an origin of a civilization slash society in space. Mm-hmm. And how you, you also have the idea, like, you, you also, like, come to think that this is probably not the first time this has happened. I don't know if that was just me or you. Mm, like, like it plays like yeah, it's like, like a cycle it's the a first, continuous cycle yeah yeah like me watching them and like the way they described it it felt like this wasn't the first attempt like it felt like this wasn't an isolated thing same thing with trigun like you we we hear that it was just like once but for all we like know like there could have been like a going. bunch a bunch of little spaceships with yeah. androids and embryos so i get that and i also think that ridley scott isn't unfamiliar to like anime I think that there's some parts that felt like anime, but there are other parts to me, and the reason why I say this felt different, because if this felt more, like, philosophy-heavy, mm-hmm. and... Well, anime can be philosoph- philosophical. <laughs> I can't say. Anime can be philosophical. Yes. I think so, too. But even, but... like, Evangelion is... That's about religion, too. Yeah. I think it's fair to say that it's it, it, it reminds you of anime. But I feel like Ridley Scott defined a lot of, like what space even looks like for mm. like worldwide perception of space that I think this feels more in line with the kind of shit that he does like Prometheus where like it's I don't know there's like this it's like in the twilight of society kind of thing I feel like he does that a lot mm-hmm. or like we're like this close to being ex- you know like we're almost extinct yeah and yet we still find ways to fight over, like, the smallest things. Like, yeah. we just can't figure out how to get along. And mm-hmm. there's always, like, tribalism. Mm-hmm. And so, you're going to hate me for this, but it also reminded me of The hun- the 100. Mm. The 100? I've never said it out loud. The 100. But, like, it's a, it started off as a teeny bopper show. It just ended. And it overall, it wasn't very great. Mm-hmm. But I think... The whole, like, cyclical nature of humanity, it, like, that was, like, its entire thesis as a show. That, like, no matter where humanity goes, it could be a different Earth. It could be a post-apocalyptic Earth. No matter what, like, we find ways of killing each other and almost going extinct because we can't get over ourselves. Yeah. We can't get over, like, our individual wants. Yeah. and And think of ourselves as a collective. Yeah. You know what else it gave me? Like, it reminded me of Debs in that way, where, like, it, I don't know, like, there's, there's obviously, like, a kind of a mystery always happening with, like, Ridley Scott and, like, what he does. So, because it felt primordial and because it felt like maybe, like, a story from Genesis, like, new Genesis, it felt like everything they were saying, like, had to mean something. Because these were essentially the first words that are ever uttered in this society. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't lost on me when I was watching it. Like, it felt like 
there was still a kind of like a young I don't know, like, yeah, a, like a, on the a first budding, day, like mother and father. Yeah, you know, it felt like that because began digging because you you don't have time to like get acquainted with the kids or like even like care about them really. Yeah, they're it's just, just like, like if you were reading it, it would just be like we had nine kids, four of them died, blah blah blah. It just kept going like that. It felt almost like callous in the way that it's telling the origin in mm-hmm. the way that I feel like Genesis is kind of callous in the way that it tells the origin of mm-hmm. the earth. And I think that's why I didn't feel as like anime for me. I think overall, there's a lot that we can talk about mm-hmm. the show. And I'm, and I think it left me with more questions and answers. Yeah. I, it reminds me of like devs. Yeah. Where it's just like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm kind of excited to be here. Yeah. <laughs> but the season just ended, so I'm Got excited. Oh, I'm excited to see. Where it goes. Yeah, where it goes. Yeah. Um, We haven't talked about the title. Raised um, by Wolves. Yeah, like, I think it's very obvious. But at the same time, like, because of the, the Crusaders, the the other people mm-hmm. they talked about there already being like parable or something in their religion about like a prophet i, I assume it's like a jesus like figure yeah and like the kid fulfills like all of like ticks off all those uh, all the criteria for that mm-hmm. and so like is this is raised by wolves maybe the title of like that origin story or like i don't maybe know it's like what roman like mm-hmm. the roman yeah, like... Because, I mean, Romans were very Christian. Maybe it's that. Because, like, Romans' origin is, like, Romulus. It's like a Romulus, wolf or whatever. Yeah. No, they were actually raised by wolves. Yeah. I don't know if that if that's what's supposed but to be. But then she, like, howls after the first child dies. Yeah. And I was like, is that supposed to be, like, mimicking, like, a mother wolf? Yeah. But it also didn't seem like she cared about them at all. Like, I don't think she got, I don't, I didn't really, I at no point thought, like, oh, she cares about these kids. Really? I I thought she cared. I just don't think that she understood, like, she didn't have, like, the tools to understand how she felt. Hmm. Because, like, what she was feeling wasn't necessarily, like, she was feeling something mm-hmm. where she shouldn't be feeling anything. Because yeah. she's an android. But, like, what caused her to go crazy is what I want to know. I think the grief, the grief of losing her children. Like, hmm. I mean, I, I, I guess, but I, I, I didn't get, I never got the, the sense that she was like necessarily like hurt. She just, I think that the world of this show is kind of callous. Mm. Like, it's kind of unforgiving of whatever, you know, like, the kid was like, the earth hates us. <laughs> you know, like, he's so pessimistic. Uh, like, all of this is happening because the earth doesn't like us. Yeah. It felt kind of horror. Like, there was definitely some horror. horror. <laughs> there was definitely some horror elements. Like, when... Like, her power. Like, the men- yeah. like when she shows off her powers. But also, just, like, how, like, menacing she was. And, like... But I, I don't understand what the fuck... Like... That seemed to come out of nowhere for me. Her powers? The powers? Like, I was like, when the fuck did that happen? Well, I also think, I don't know, like... Is it because she took the battery of father or whatever? Like, how did she become, like, this fucking 
statue gold thing. Yeah, I don't know. But maybe she always had that. Like, maybe she is special, you yeah. know? And then she, that is why she was chosen as an Eve-like yeah. character. But right. I'm saying that it came out of nowhere yeah. in terms of the story. But I, I think it made sense because it, it definitely felt like she was a mother wolf on a rampage. Yeah. Like, looking to protect her cub. I think that's a that's a good point. I just felt like I guess because I I had seen the way she talked about, like she was just like yeah he's dead now, whatever. Like it just I mean, felt I, very callous to me. That but like it also felt like animalistic, no? Like you know, like a wolf if their if their cub dies, like they feel sad, but like they focus on the ones that are alive and like yeah, focusing their resources on the ones that survived. And yeah. that's kind of what it felt like. Like, yeah, that one died. I'm I'm sad about it, but like, what can I do now? But it, I think that what this is missing for me is that wolves have like, at least mother wolves have like an innate desire to protect their kids because mm-hmm. that's just what people like. That's just what animals do. But she doesn't. The only thing she has is a directive. So she has no real like connection to these kids except for her directive i mean yes i think it's part i think it started off as her directive but i think when she like gave quote unquote birth Mm -hmm. i think that's when she started to like feel things like a person would feel things like a human would feel things as like a mother like she started developing these these things and that's how her powers came Mm. to light because she was like they came from like a primal need to protect her cub. I, I I can see it, but I don't. I don't know. I guess I just didn't believe it. Yeah, I didn't I, believe I, I can that, see that. Like she was a mom. She just seemed like a protector. But, because like a it also just seems like I worry about them physically, like their well being physically. But it's also like I have to worry about them. That's mm-hmm. my directive. Like I have to keep them alive. Like I don't. I never saw like a tender moment. Where, like, she expressed any sense that she cared about them. <laughs> well, when she was trying, like, when the the second to last one died, or the last one died, mm-hmm. like, in trying to comfort him, she, like, un- unlocked a power she didn't even know she had, which was creating, like, shifting her face around. And that was her trying to comfort him. Mm. Like, she That's doesn't true. have, totally like, the... She doesn't have... Be equipped like she's not equipped with the tools to actually comfort somebody, but she's trying. Yeah, I can see that. Like you, you, you think that this is like the first time that an android starts to have these emotions, kind of thing. Like for this world, I like don't just know. in general, like they're starting. Like maybe her weakness, or maybe that the the reason why they constantly bring up the fact that androids go faulty after some time is because they start to develop emotions. Mm. Maybe that's like part Runner. of the weakness. Maybe the weakness is like the weakness for humans is faith, and the weakness for androids is emotions. Maybe that's yeah. a good point. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I feel like we're kind of late to the show because yeah. the season. <laughs> but I don't give a fuck. Fuck everybody. You know, type beat. Yeah, I'm excited to watch it though. Yeah. Same. All right. Well. It was renewed for another season. Renewed for another season. What would you rate it? One to five. Broken TVs go uh, now. Faster, please. The people need it. Now. 
3.8. It was a little slow. I don't think I necessarily appreciated the muted color palette. Yeah. Like, it just, you know, like... It just kind of feeds into, like, how, like, drab and... Yeah. Which is probably the point. But, like... I don't know. Like, if you're gonna, if you're gonna decide to make like a sci-fi other, like, literally yeah. a story in another world, like, your imagination is the limit in yeah. this scenario, and you chose to make it a desert. Yeah, I think so too. I also need to say this: it never, I never cared about any of the characters. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be honest. Like, yeah, I don't. That's think what you were talking about callousness, right? Yeah, because it's just like. like I'm just I don't wa- know. like it just seems like I'm observing a story of the like the origin of whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not supposed to care about these people necessarily. Like I don't give a fuck about Adam and Eve. Like who gives a fuck? They're they don't matter anymore. <laughs> like I don't have like you only care about tenderness. them directly because of their de- like the decisions they made and the repercussions they had for yeah. humanity in the Bible. It almost felt like factual. Like just kind of like this is what this is feel no way about it mm-hmm. <laughs> like almost like an android was telling like, these the are facts <laughs> just... yeah anyway all right uh i'd go 3.6 3.7 not not a four but like yeah not a four it was like, entertaining I, yeah. it was entertaining to watch and it had like moments where it kept the entertainment it almost felt like a modern horror movie mm-hmm. it really like surprises you with like how she unleashes her powers. Like yeah. I was not ready for that like amount of violence. Descent. Yeah. Also, like OP. Yeah. Like what yeah, the fuck? Exactly. she can like blow people up just by looking at them. Like, <laughs> and they like, knew that. Like, don't look at her. Like they said that she was like an outdated model. That it was going to be very easy to take her out. Yeah. But then, like, she blows up, and they're like, "Oh yeah, just don't look at her." <laughs> I thought she was outdated. Yeah. Is there anything else about the show you want to mm, mention? No, I'm excited to watch the season. Yeah. Mm. You think the eye thing was supposed to be like a Medusa? Oh, maybe. Yeah. Like, is she know. like the stand-in for like womankind? Scorn, a and, woman yeah. scorn. Lilith? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, but I'm, right. I'm interested. I also almost like, I mean, she reminds me of Evan Rachel Wood. I don't see it. I, But like, it kind of reminds me of Westworld where it's just like, it's kind of imperfect, but like I'm into the... Westworld had... More of a liveliness, I think. Yeah, because of the colors. And because of the, like the world building amusement park. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. thanks for listening. Thank you for coming on, Karen. Yeah. And My you're pleasure. busy. Yeah, it was super busy. Pencil you in, squeeze you in real quick. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having me on. Appreciate it. This will be the last time. <laughs> All right, peace. Peace. <laughs>